you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Right, it took a couple days, a couple snowstorms, some games moved later, but the divisional weekend matchups are set. It starts with Texans at Ravens, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. on ESPN or ABC. Then the Packers are heading to the Bay Area to take on the San Francisco 49ers. That's your nightcap on Saturday, Sunday at 3. Baker and the Bucks head to Detroit. You can see that game on a mid-afternoon special on NBC, 3 o'clock, your kickoff. And then Patrick Mahomes, look at what they cooked up for us for the divisional round. Uh... Chiefs, Bills in Buffalo. Welcome to yeah. Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's Tuesday, January 16th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Congratulations, Buccaneers. How about that? Yeah. Let's start with that because we will address the Philadelphia Eagles. Peter, whoo, man. Well, a little spoiler here, but not much. I mean, mm. if you watch the game, we're going to get to the highlights. What? The remaining four quarterbacks in mm-hmm. the NFC right now, just how we all drew it up. Jared Goff. Yes. Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Jordan Love, yep. and Brock Purdy. That's go. the NFL. That's parody. I love this thing. And then on the AFC, you've got just absolutely got dogs. And it's unbelievable. It's I, once, once the Bills won last night, I just I tweeted this picture of Mahomes and Allen, and I basically just said to Twitter, "Who you got?" And like people were drawing knives. Like they're yeah. out there fighting. It's like people are saying, "I'll meet with you wherever you are. I will go now." And they're going to Buffalo. And Buffalo. It's happening. So good. How about it, Jay? Let's go. Cam Wolf had your uh, Cam Wolf had your credential yesterday. He's going to hold it. It's going to be good for next weekend. You Maybe think? so. Maybe on? so. I know Mahomes is going. I know yep, Mahomes is that's going. True. Chiefs at Bills. It's surreal. It's always the other way around. Yeah. Bills at Chiefs. Right? This year, my mm-hmm. Not this year. Not this year. Nightcap though. Time for the lead block. Let's go. Oh. Let's go to Florida. I was the only person at the table who picked the Eagles to win this game, which means I'm the dumbest person at the table because this wasn't even close. 
32 to who cares. The Buccaneers are going to Detroit. Detroit. The Eagles are going to, I don't know, St. Lucia or Tulum or someplace nice. Let's hear from both quarterbacks. All right, Baker, super triumphant, and then Jalen Hurts doing the Jalen Hurts thing. Let's get into it. We've worked extremely hard to get a chance to be in the playoffs, and uh, we just wanted an opportunity, and our guys came out and played really, really well. Special teams, defense. Once again, Chase is a stud. Defense played lights out. Um, yeah, yeah we, we should have had a lot more points on offense, but uh, we did just enough to get the win tonight, and um, yeah, we're, we're happy, but uh, still got more to go. My number one message is, is just to use every moment as an opportunity to learn and grow, um, and you know, it may not show now, but it'll show, you know, and as I said, it wasn't our turn. It's, it's not our turn. Um, we've had the opportunities. We've had the crumbs. Um, we've had everything um, to our disposal. Um, but it wasn't our turn. And um, I can I, I can accept that. And I think we can accept that. Um, knowing that there's that the sun will rise tomorrow and there will be another opportunity to um, to attack it. It's been very interesting to listen to Jalen Hurts over the season go through the frustrations that the Eagles have had, and he's got a lot of time now on his calendar to think about it. Baker and the Bucks, they move on to the Lions, to the divisional round. What do we make of this impressive win, Peter? The Buccaneers was able to handle the I, Eagles I just, last night. I love the way that this team is built and how they handled what was supposed to be a rebuild and all these guys showing up and playing <laughs> this way. You know, everyone assumed that once Brady left, this Buccaneers team was going to take a back seat. They just beat the defending conference champions in a dominant fashion. And I watched last night's game and I see Baker and he's just being crafty in the pocket, waiting his time, waiting his time, not pushing, not pressuring. And then the big play in the second half, he hits the sixth round rookie <laughs> out of LSU, Trey Palmer, for really what was the backbreaker here. Yeah. Palmer separates from Bradbury. We'll talk about these defensive backs from the Eagles all morning long. And this just felt like a party for the Buccaneers. Eagles made it competitive, but at no point did I ever feel like Philly was running away with this thing. And this was from Tampa from the start to the finish. Look at this team. They lose not only Bruce Arians two years ago, but they lose Tom Brady last year. And then they go on and they find new talent. You saw Kalijah Kansi all over the field. You saw Yaya Diaby. You see Trey Palmer, who's a rookie. Those are rookies. And then you've got the veterans who are the holdovers from the team. Vita Vea stuffing everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans dropped a few early, but was able to be clutch in the end. Chris Godwin playing great. I- I just love how this team is built and how this team has just kind of rebuilt themselves on the fly. They're in the final four of the NFC. They're in the final eight of the NFL. Mm. And absolutely nobody had that happening when Brady had his teary-eyed press conference saying that he was retiring. So true. Give all the credit to Todd Bowles and what he was able to do with this team. And even going into this game, you think about it. On the Eagles' side, they had lost, lost six out of their last seven games. And in reverse, the Bucs have won six out of seven of the last seven. So you go on expecting this kind of result because of the way the two teams are playing. And they got into this game. And I got to imagine, Philly, you're watching film, you're studying, you're scouting your opponent. And the one thing you know about a Todd Bowles-led defense, they're going to blitz. They're going to bring pressure. To this point right now, I still don't know what the Eagles' answer was to pressure. We saw Devontae Smith catch a slant, run 30 yards. I don't think they threw a pass inside versus the Blitz again for the rest of the night. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck got tired of saying it. Of Here comes the pressure. Philly doesn't look like they know what to do against the pressure. 
It looked like Todd Bowles on his play sheet. It was like the Madden where it just was all out blitz and just the three clouds behind it. And it was like, you know what? The hell with it. Send everybody. AJ Brown's not out there. Devontae Smith will go off, but we'll cover the rest of them and we'll figure it out later. This was a four-man rush, and it was just as if they blitzed him so much that Jalen Hurts had no idea what to do. And yes, Jalen Hurts, he struggled, but from a coaching standpoint, Sirianni, Brian Johnson, what was the plan versus the Blitz? How do you go into a game like this in the playoffs when you've watched this Bucks defense do this all season long and have absolutely no answers for it? They were 0 for 9 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. They didn't get one conversion the entire night. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. All the credit to Bowles in that defense of absolutely shutting them down, not allowing them to do anything. To your point, for a second, the game was close, but there was never a point where you're like, you know what, Philly looks like they have a chance. You're, you're almost happy that Philly's going home, so we get the better teams going forward in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt, and I think you were on to something. There were about three different topics that Buck and Aikman were like, not sure what else we can say about this. I mean, they were like talking in circles because of how bad the tackling yep. was and how bad everything was. They took a blowtorch to Matt Patricia. They just were doing anything they possibly could do in the middle of the game. But I'm trying to make this. There's so much about Philly. I'm trying to make it about Tampa. You can make it about Philly. I think a lot of Philly fans are waking yeah. up asking about Philly. Just absolute disaster. I mean, this Just is... nothing. And I say, I, I don't know. It's like we, the great mystery of this offseason. Sometimes you enter an offseason and there's a mystery you talk about the whole time. Like, why did Belichick not play Malcolm Butler? What? Mm. What? We talked about that for months. Yeah, yeah. What did happen to Philadelphia? Why did it just die on a vine this badly? But I, I, I do want to make it about Tampa. Do you guys know? Uh, do you guys know who Gage Goldberg is? Mm-hmm. Gage Goldberg is the son of the le- legendary wrestler Bill Goldberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in the news right now because Gage Goldberg is a prep linebacker for, and and he just committed to go play for Coach Prime at Colorado. He's oh, out wow. there. He's going to go to Colorado. Oh, and Gage Goldberg's out there with his son and his dad and everything. It's Gage. It's really cool. Goldberg. Yeah. So the reason I thought about <laughs> this is that. Um, the Eagles in this dissension, they needed a proper ending, like a, a full-on funeral right there. When Goldberg had his crazy win streak back in the day, and it was who's next, who's next, finally he lost, and the NWO sprayed NWO on his, on his chest uh-huh. in the middle of the ring. It was like this disgraceful end. We had the official end of the Philadelphia Eagles. So what happens, Goddard gets a touchdown after a special teams mess up. There's a penalty, which makes them even closer on the two-point bridge. They're like, well, we have the unstoppable play. Let's run it. They stopped it. Look at that. They stopped it. They pulled Superman's cape, and they didn't give a damn. By the way, Tampa also stopped it when they played earlier in the year. They know how to stop it. It's Vita. They basically ripped Jalen Hurts' head off. I don't know if you can do that, but (laughs) they did it. They didn't call it. The tush push was 85% success this year. I thought it was higher. It was 85%, and two of the times it was stopped was against that red and pewter. This right here is when the Eagles season finally was put down. They were this dog who was walking around, walking into sliding glass doors, didn't know where the hell it was. That funnel thing. It's it's got that (laughs) Elizabethan collar just sitting there. It can't lick itself. It can't bite itself. (laughs) It's walking into screen doors. It's blind. And it's like, finally, they were like, it's been a, you've been a good dog. Remember they used to wear the dog masks? Oh, Oh, now that dog's got that damn collar on it. And finally, Tampa's like, this isn't right. This is a good dog. We love this dog. Let's officially end this thing cleanly. And they did it on the goal line. They could have just walked off the field right to the airport and right to Cancun. That thing was done, dead. Even their unstoppable play sucked last night. Unbelievable. We'll talk about this for months. Philadelphia, I don't know what the hell happened. Terrible. Tampa, great job. Yeah, we're going to touch on Philly. We have the rest of the three hours to do so, but we have to give the Buccaneers their flowers. Specifically, I circle back to Baker Mayfield and just watching. There's something annoying about people who say cheesy things and they buy into it. You know, the I feed off of my own self-confidence and I'm going to believe in myself only. 
What's weird about the Baker Mayfield experience is I think there were times in his short-lived NFL career thus far that he really was the only person that believed in Baker Mayfield. Like he, This guy has been through the quarterback ringer despite being a former number one overall pick. Now he's going up against another guy who probably felt at times next week in Jared Goff that no one believed in him. And now you have a Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield experience. He has moxie, Baker Mayfield does. He has fire. His teammates want to play for him. And this conglomeration of people that Tampa Bay has put together to decide to go to Baker Mayfield. But, Peter, I go to you as well. The hiring of Dave Canales last year in February, first-time offensive coordinator, that has to be a smiley face on the Buccaneers' decision-making tree. Yeah, and Canales, if you're not familiar, if you watched last night, you saw it, was from Seattle and was Russell's guy, and they bring him in, and it's like Baker and him are going to be put together, and there's going to be matched. Make it work. It's like the two of them both have just flourished. Uh, Canales, super upbeat guy. Mm. He's the high-energy guy. Okay. Okay. Totally respected within the coaching community, and last night felt like a kind of a coming out party for Canales. Yeah, the Goff Baker thing's pretty cool. It is a couple of number one overall picks. Yep. Who we're giving up on. Yeah. On and on and on. They're playing really good. It's a good game too. Yeah. You into that? Oh, for sure. Baker was incredible last night. Three touchdown passes, had right. zero interceptions. He was even scrambling, as we know, he was banged up going into this game. The fire, and they talked about it during. Of he brought that team together, mm-hmm. offense and defense, just his personality alone. So yeah, little all the moments credit. too. If you were watching last night, like he's squirting a water bottle, he, he did it to the trainer, yeah. Coach. And yeah. then, like, there's another moment where he, like, yeah. he's having fun, and it's the Baker Mayfield of old, yeah. which I think he kind of found in those last couple of weeks in L.A. Yeah. And then, then it was, like, carried over. Mm-hmm. Because to a man, everyone said and it was an open competition in training camp yeah. in Trask, and then it was like, oh, Baker's just mm. the man. Like, it's, everyone loves him. He's the Pied Piper. Everyone's following him. So it's Baker's job to lose. Uh, maybe don't fire a defensive coordinator when you're 10-1. What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about them later. Yes. Yeah, we're we going to. I don't we're know. Going that to. seemed odd. I think <laughs> A similar sentiment could apply to Baker that we heard from Dan Campbell say to Jared Goff, which is Detroit is good enough for you. He said that to Jared Goff in the locker room on Sunday. Tampa Bay is great enough for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like a match made in heaven. Pirates all over the place. Uh, Tom Pelissero. Tom, how many Gage Goldberg news? I want to get in. I love Gage Goldberg. Breaking. Following He's his spraying career. on Tom. I know. Uh, rough <laughs> night for the Eagles. What's the latest this morning with Nick Sirianni? Well, Jamie, Nick Sirianni was asked about his job security after that playoff loss. Last night against the Buccaneers, the sixth in seven games for Philadelphia after a 10-1 start. Sirianni said that he is not focused on that. He is focused on the guys. He was also asked about the possibility or perhaps probability of making changes at the coordinator position. said that he is not there yet immediately following the game. Now, Sirianni has won two-thirds of his regular season games. He was in the Super Bowl last year, first Eagles coach ever to lead a team to three consecutive playoff berths. It would normally be unfathomable to even think about making a change. However, this is not a normal head coaching cycle. You have some very big names potentially available, certainly locally in Philadelphia and nationally. There is going to be speculation about exactly what the Eagles might do after this level of a collapse. Same applies to Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. No word on his future after the loss on Sunday eliminated the Cowboys in ugly fashion against the Packers. Now McCarthy, again, first Cowboys coach to ever lead three consecutive 12-win seasons. They had the number one offense in the NFL with McCarthy calling the plays this year. Dak Prescott said after the game that if Mike McCarthy's job at stake, maybe Dak's should be too. Players certainly have been effusive in their praise of McCarthy, but again, when you've got those big names potentially available and you come up short in the postseason, 
it's natural for an owner such as Jerry Jones to at least think about the possibility of going in another direction. Speaking of one of those big names, Bill Belichick spoke recently face-to-face with Falcons owner Arthur Blank about Atlanta's head coaching position. My understanding is those conversations had been ongoing since the Patriots and Belichick parted ways last week after 24 seasons and six Super Bowls together. There's a logical fit here, a division that, even though Tampa certainly looked good last night, has been down in recent years. The Falcons do have talent at the skill spots. They had a defense that was top 10 for most of the season. For Belichick going into a situation, maybe with a team that's underachieved a little bit, could be alluring on his end. And for Arthur Blank, who is 81 years old, he wants to win right now. Falcons still going through their process with other head coaching candidates. But certainly, Jamie, a strange thing for me even to be saying right now, Bill Belichick is out on the interview circuit for head coaching jobs right now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you ever do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet.
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Highmark Stadium, Orchard Park, New York. That is where the Steelers are heading. We know this game was moved from Sunday to Monday because of the weather. Buffalo Bills win this one 31-17. Game played on Sunday, Monday, didn't matter. They came ready to play. We're up 21-0 to start this game, and they are victorious. Let's hear what Josh Allen had to say after yesterday's performance. Well, I mean, I think we're playing at a comfortable level because of the uncomfortable situations that we've been in this last six, seven weeks. Um, You know, it's almost a, a sense of, or a breath of fresh air, knowing that everybody's in the same position that we are, we've, we have been, you know, win or go home. And um, to be in that situation, like I said, the, the, the dividends that it's going to pay off, um, and I think you kind of saw that tonight of, you know, we were cool, calm, and collected, and nobody, nobody blinked, and we just kind of went out there and did our job, and we're going to con- need to continue to do that. Comfortable because they swam in the uncomfortable. The Bills advance the divisional round for the fourth straight season. They will host the Chiefs next Sunday. That's right. Chiefs go to Buffalo. Peter, your thoughts on the Bills' commanding win last night? Yeah, it was interesting because they were supposed to play this on Sunday afternoon, so they have to wait an extra 15, 16 hours, and there's this anticipation. And in that time... We saw things like Dak Prescott get, get shocked in a playoff game. We saw Matthew Stafford play one of his all-time greatest games and lose. And I'm thinking about Josh Allen sitting in either his, his home or in a team hotel, and yeah. he's just waiting and thinking and waiting and thinking. And everybody has the Steelers losing to the Bills. And like, okay, they've got to – and you know what? They came out, and they came out hot, and they scored two touchdowns in their first three possessions, and Josh Allen was dialed in. I thought this was important because last week, if you remember, against the Dolphins, it wasn't the case. They threw two red zone touch, uh, two interceptions, and they had to fight and crawl and find a way in the end. Yeah. This one, it was the Steelers who had to fight and crawl back, but I love the way Buffalo came out. So we're up 21-0 early. We're going to be the ones to kind of set the tone. You're going to have to fight us in our building and do that all the way back. Look, it's hard not to already turn the page. I think the Steelers had a nice season, but it's hard for me not to already think of this Chiefs-Bills matchup and get caught up in not only the the majesty of the Mahomes and Allen, but also the X's and O's of this thing. For as good as the Bills were, it comes with a sacrifice. And Kyle, you tweeted it yesterday. Terrell Bernard might be one of their best players on this team right now. He goes down with an injury. Monday's game, they're already missing Christian Benford and Taron Johnson. Uh uh Uh, You didn't have Rasul Douglas. Like, they need all of their guys, I think. And in that win, it's huge. And I love the fact they came out and they're demanding. And the fans, how cool for them to uh-huh. be able to shovel and do the whole thing. We'll talk about <laughs> shovel and do the whole thing. As if I would be out there at 20 degrees or 2 degrees shoveling. No, maybe not. You but I have my lumber jacket. Um, <laughs> That's true. Lumber jacket. Like a shovel. Look the part. Uh, yeah. they, they need to get right, though. I need to see that full arsenal on that defense. Because as cool as it is to be home, it would be all the more heartbreaking. Because they didn't have the guys to not be able oh. to stop my homes this time around. It was tough. You see those guys go down, three starters on defense, and some of those guys starting because other guys weren't in the lineup. Tough, but you brought it up. You see the way that game started for Buffalo defensively. And, yes, Josh Allen got going. They were up 21-0 to because they were capitalizing on what they were able to do on to Mason Rudolph and his Pittsburgh's offense. Because you look at the first few drives for Pittsburgh, like you cannot win a playoff game if all you're going to do is punt and turn the ball over. And that interception, that last one, came with a fumble earlier in that drive that looked like Buffalo had recovered yeah, it. But, nonetheless, didn't get an explanation or figure out exactly why it was considered 
out of bounds. But they were completely dominant to start this game off. And yes, Pittsburgh comes on a run. But in the playoffs, you're down 21-0. to It totally took Pittsburgh out of their game. We're looking at Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. You're coming into this game saying it's going to be cold. Weather is an, an issue. They're going to put the ball in those two running backs' hands and let them go. But when you're down 21-0 and you're looking up at the scoreboard, yeah, you can't do that. You have to go to Mason Rudolph and start throwing the ball all around the field. And I give him credit because he led them to come back and only be down seven points. And that, to me, was what was awesome about watching this Bills team, if you're a fan, because when they do come back and they are down seven, next thing you know, Josh Allen gets the ball and he goes straight down the field. Mm-hmm. And then we see that touchdown by Shakir. But the Bills, the last three seasons, undefeated when Josh Allen doesn't throw an interception and turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they look incredible when he does that. So the question is, the way he plays the game, can he continue to play that type of game? Going to have to. I mean, it's just an amazing scene. It was great TV. The visuals yeah. were insane. Mm-hmm. The snow, the Bills fans do this thing where when they score, they take the snow and throw it up like LeBron with the powder and all that. And, Peter, you were saying, you know, how Josh Allen was just waiting and thinking and waiting and thinking. The Bills fans were just waiting and drinking and waiting. (laughs) We got a late game on Monday. We thought it was going to be Sunday. Let's just run it back. Like, what an awesome, awesome atmosphere. And they just got, like... They, they got the real Josh Allen experience. Like, this was just, like, this is Josh Allen porn. Like, this is, like, basically, like, in the football sense. This run was crazy. Did you not, I mean, th- did you not watch this on TV and kind of almost scream or gasp? Like, oh, my God, he's going to be gone. You know, Jason said it was, he was, like, Superman. He was, like, evil Superman. You guys ever mess with Superman 3 starring Richard Pryor? Superman gets drunk. He's, like, a bad guy. He messes things up. This, this was <laughs> Superman 3 Superman. It's also the second longest run by a quarterback in playoff history since we're in NFL media, since we're Good Morning Football. Do you want to see the longest run by a quarterback in playoff yeah. history? There it is. Kaepernick against the Packers. What's up, Cap? You know it. Saturday night game, just killing Dom Capers' defense. He's still running. Look at Charles Woodson. You ain't catching him, Charles. He's gone. That's the longest run by a quarterback in playoff history. The second longest was last night. It was glorious. 21 to nothing. You kind of started the celebration. The Steelers made it scrappy. It got a little ugly at the end. Fine, whatever. They won. They executed. And now it's just like, bring us 15. Bring us 15 for the Chiefs. Let's settle it. We got business. We have a whole week to talk about it. Um, Crazy, crazy night. And I, not, this game is so, so, so much. You mentioned the Terrell Bernard thing. Mm. It's not just an injury. It's that, like, just, Terrell Bernard was, like, he's kind of, like, helped out because Matt Milano was yes. injured months ago. Here's where I look at it. Terrell Bernard is the guy who's going to wrestle with Pacheco for four quarters. Yeah. Terrell Bernard is going to the guy who maybe is going to chase on Lamar. Like, they need Terrell Bernard bad. They're not going to have him. I think it's a season ender. He's on a cart, all that stuff. So they'll have to just rally, or maybe Josh Allen have to have six touchdowns. But we have, like, the game we've been waiting for for all year, maybe for many years. Pittsburgh, it's over. But Buffalo, amazing. That run, and Jamie mentioned yep. it, that she gasped earlier than the acceleration. You said fake slide. I thought fake slide immediately. Do you think it's a fake slide or just crafty move by a big-time rusher? I think that's the controversy. This annoyed me when I first saw it. I will, I will, it annoyed it, you. It annoyed me when I first saw it. Is it deceptive to the defense where the quarterbacks can kind of use the safety rules in their favor? Right here, little... Uh, I think it's a hesitation. Nothing. I don't think it's a fake. If stuff. you're a defender, are you annoyed by that? Or absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Sam Darnold did the same thing against uh-huh. the the, uh, the uh-huh. Broncos a few years ago. What's annoying is that when he does get hit later on in that game. Miles Jack's not going. There's no helmet-to-helmet hit. He's going over top of him. And when you have two plays like that, it's just tough. Like, and 
Josh Allen does nothing wrong on the play. Like, run the ball, do what you're doing. Like, even if he is fake sliding here, like, he does a really good job if that is the case of not showing it. So I'm, I'm not blaming Josh Allen. Like, what the, no, it's a good run. It's a 52-yard touchdown run. It's an unbelievable play by him. As a defender, it absolutely sucks. We watched it Saturday night when Mahomes was scrambling. Duke Riley and Eli Apple are coming over, and they both kind of let up because you're not sure. And then you look like a fool because Mahomes keeps running, he cuts back, and now it's a longer run. So I get it from a defender's standpoint. If you have no idea as the quarterback coming at you, do I fully commit and go make a hit? And then I end up with a penalty like Miles Jack did. Mm. I do. Is there a question for, like, Gene's territory? Do you watch our show? Like, is there a, a flag? Is there a penalty that could be called on You'll a be quarterback for baiting? You'll be, okay, called, you'd be down. called down. If you, but, like, Josh Allen didn't do that. You'd have to, like, go really go down. down like you're going to slide and keep going. And then keep going. Once you so why don't you just make a nice, clean arm tackle on the way to play? That's, why don't you just do that and you'll be good to go, my friend? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, rookies were everywhere this weekend, so we break out the Fab Five wild card edition. Imagine okay. having an NFL postseason debut and going out there and being a superstar. There was more than five rookies yeah. here. performances. We're going to just do the top five, and we're going to start with number five, who you saw yesterday, score the third touchdown of the game, and then led the Buffalo Bills in receiving yards. Josh Allen on his own 20. There we go. Hits Dalton Kincaid. That's fine. Kincaid had some early catches to get it going. And then you had the lightning strike. Dalton Kincaid, huge game. Let's get that snowball going. He's calling for more. They're going to need Kincaid here. Dalton Kincaid 
who our guy Sean O'Hara actually said reminds him of Kelsey when he watches him on film. Well, he played like a superstar yesterday. Three catches, solid, but the big touchdown was what mattered. Dalton Kincaid led the Bills in receptions in the regular season. Most receptions ever in a season by any Bills rookie ever. He continued it in the wild card round. Started out slow out of the gates this season. A lot of people wondering, why did we draft this guy? Biggest moments, Dalton Kincaid has been there over this great stretch. All right, number four. A little bit of a cheat here. We're going to give co-number fours to two Lions rookies. We're going to give it to our guy Jameer Gibbs, who was awesome out of the receiving game in this one and also was good in the run game. Breaks a tackle, touchdown, breaks another tackle. First round pick, absolutely been worth the pick exceeding expectations, was awesome on this game yesterday, but also has been awesome all season. Uh-huh. But I also want to give love to the tight end, who I thought was heroic yesterday. Grit. Two days ago. Sam Laporta, representing Grit, representing all of the stuff that Dan Kim, Dan Campbell was looking for. And he's fragile. And i fragile, all of it. Laporta, questionable all week, doubtful at one point. Shows up, plays, and scores on the two point or the fourth down here, which was so huge for the Lions. They go for it on fourth and one, and Laporta is the guy. Uh, Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs, part of one of the most dazzling rookie classes we've seen in recent years. They both finish as co number fours. Okay, so who's three, two, and one? Let's go to number three. Saturday night, it's over on Peacock. Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it's the Chiefs wide receiver number one all season long. And they're right out of the gates. They go rice, rice, rice to get it started. If rice is three, we got some ballers. Oh, we do. We do. Rasheed Rice was awesome in this game. Guys, eight catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown in his playoff debut. You know the story. Comes out of SMU. Clark Hunt, the chairman of the Chiefs, an SMU soccer legend, also an SMU alum. He says, I've got my eyes on Rice. Rice does get drafted by Brett Veach all summer. Who was he with? He was with the the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. As a rookie, he said, I'm going to get up together with Mahomes. He has been by far the number one wide receiver for this Kansas City team. And if you look at this, playoff games, for not just rookies, any Chiefs player, okay, in Chiefs history all time, 130 yards and a receiving touchdown. Look at the list right here. Wow. Okay, Bo, Kelsey, Hill, Rasheed Rice. We see you, Rasheed Rice. Awesome season. Totally respect what you did Saturday night. They beat the Dolphins. They've got the Bills up next. All right. So if that's number three, who's Who's number two? two? Puka Nakua. Yeah. We got to give Puka his love. There was all attention on Puka Nakua going into this game. How would it actually look in a playoff game? Guess what? Puka Nakua was the go-to guy and was amazing in a loss. Stafford to Nakua along the sideline. Of course he catches it. Of course he gets it. Here's what kills me. They have the fourth and five late, and they get the penalty on the hold, and it's fourth and 14. They punt it away. They don't get the ball back. How obvious. That ball was going to Nakua. Fourth and five. We were going to get Nakua versus the Lions with Aaron Glenn's defense knowing it was going to go to Nakua. Uh, he's just a constant, and there's also like just spins and oh, looks for contact. I, we love his game. He had one of his best games of the season in the playoffs. Guys, he had 10 targets, caught nine of them, 181 yards, oh. including the long touchdown, in a rookie postseason debut on a game that, I don't know the numbers, 
probably had about 40 million people in America watching. You look at this guy and you think, wow, McVeigh must love him. You think? Here's Sean McVeigh asked about Puka Nakua's debut performance even after a loss. He's just a great competitor. He shows up big, makes plays. He's tough to tackle. He can work edges and win and separate. He can finish. This guy's a freaking warrior, and he is a stud. I love the mindset and mentality that he has. And um, if he just continues to stay humble and keep working, this guy's going to be a problem for a long time. <laughs> this guy's going to be a problem for a long time. You think? Uh, Cooper Cup was quiet in this game. The Cooper Cup had 27 yards. Puka Nakua was the guy. 181 yards. It's the most ever by a rookie, and not by one or by two, by 21 <laughs> yards. Remember, Metcalf went bonkers against the Eagles a few years back in a game where Josh McCown was playing quarterback at one point. Uh, Puka Nakua, monstrous game. I loved watching him all season. He finished number two in our regular season standings all year as far as best rookies. A lot of Rams fans were like, he was number one. He broke all the records. Like he and I said, I can't give him number one because there's one guy who's been better. And over the weekend, there was one guy who was better. For the ninth yeah. time oh, this wow. season, Nine times. number one player on the Fab Five is the quarterback for the Houston Texans. Just when you think you've seen it all from him, he's even more impressive. Uh, Jason McCourty, you were in the building calling this game on the radio for Westwood One. You saw it firsthand. He's going to Baltimore this weekend. They're huge underdogs. All right, huge underdogs, two-score underdogs. Are you betting against C.J. Stroud at this point? C.J. Stroud, just incredible again in his playoff debut. Where do we want to start? The numbers, how about uh, 16 of 21 for 274 and three touchdowns? Mm-hmm. All right, how about this stuff? The aerial view, Stroud, just a thing of beauty, everything technique-wise, perfection. And they go up against the number one defense in the league, and they put up that amount of points. Unbelievable. We have this here. But I also want to show you Stroud celebrating at the end of the game. True leadership, pure leader here. Not too big for him. The moment's not too big. It's almost like, yeah, of course we beat the Browns. Yeah. Um, Guys, what he did was becoming uh, one of the only quarterbacks in NFL history to have 225 passing yards and two passing touchdowns in the first half in a playoff debut. The only other player to do it was in the 81 Divisional, Joe Montana versus the New York Giants in Candlestick. Again, 225, okay, two touchdowns in the first half. It was Montana out of a gate, out of the cannons, and then it was also C.J. Stroud. This is pre-Jerry Rice Joe Montana, okay? This is Joe Montana in 1981. First half of their playoff debuts, Stroud, 236-3, Montana, 276-2. Peyton Manning didn't do it. Tom Brady didn't do it. Patrick Mahomes didn't do it. C.J. Stroud did it. Out of the gates, so good. Uh, Again, his first half, guys, 11 completions for 236 and three touchdowns, 151 passer rating. Stroud was amazing. Uh, They almost took the dogs off in the second half, so the numbers could have been even bigger. Here's our list. I know we left you off Trey Palmer. I know we left left you off Kalijah Kansi. I know there were a lot of names that might not have made the list, but here's what we got. I go to the table. Your thoughts on our wild card weekend, Fab Five. I'm looking at the top, C.J. Stroud, and like you said, I was in the building. Not only was he making plays, he was getting hit on some of those throws, and he was throwing absolute dimes. Unbelievable to watch him in person. I've seen him on film all year long. 
but he was just slicing and dicing that Browns defense that was supposed to be the best in the league, especially versus the pass. I just think of Brad Holmes reacting, the Lions GM in the elevator about that win, and that looking at that rookie draft class that he is responsible for at number four. I mean, the man must be walking on cloud nine. <laughs> I get sad when the rookies leave us, Peter. I'm looking yeah, at Puka. Done. You want to pour one out for guys like Devon Chan? Kobe Turner, the conductor. Yeah. We'll see you next year, but you won't be on the Fab Five next year. It was a great run. We'll see you next year. Hey, Jamie, I could have included Jack Campbell and Brian yeah. Branch, too. Yeah. That's how good these Lions rookies are. Fab Five, there's a lot of great rookies. We'll probably do a divisional round. Let's stay tuned. Let's see. CJ Stroud, how are you going to do against Lamar and that Ravens defense? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, Tanner Girl Go Shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.